Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazdy Lambre. And back like he never left, back as always, my brother Nando Vila. What's going on, man? Not much. I'm feeling a little under the weather. May have the bug, but I'm not sure if I got it. But uh, a lot of people around me got it, and I don't feel too good. If you're watching on the video, I know most people listen to it on, on audio. Podcast, if you're yeah. on the video, I've looked better. You know, I look hotter. <laughs> you know, I don't look too great right now. <laughs> yes, Nando has the germ, and so he's not looking and feeling as dreamy as he generally does. But we're gonna pick him up today uh, and keep it going. Today's show, man. Uh, we love talking about the quote-unquote discourse um, on the left and in left media, left culture. Uh, as it relates to race and race relations and anti-blackness or anti-racism, all this other shit out there. Uh, Chet Hanks went on this Showtime show conducted by this woman named Zeewee, who's a former Instagram celeb, whatever. It's caused a bit of a shitstorm, um, and I do want to talk about that because it just, again, it's just perfect for the stupidity that we're mired in. Um, yeah. as it pertains to the discourse. 
But first, you know, I wanted to get into uh, the abortion front. Um, it's kind of crazy, man. We go from Ukraine war, which obviously is a big deal, but sucks up yeah. pretty much all the media oxygen to this, you know, the Supreme Court's about to overturn Roe v. Wade and make it so that states can uh, basically deny women abortions if they feel like it. And it's caused this uproar and people are this and they're that. And, you know, obviously the Dems, because always they're caught wrong-footed and they're the protectors of liberty, Nanto, and they yeah. just fail at every turn. But we should keep electing them and keep putting yeah. them up there because they're so effective at it. Anyway, uh, the vote to codify abortion into law uh, stalled in the Senate because obviously... Um, the Democrat was never going to happen that way. Uh, allegedly, Susan Collins and some other Republicans who, you know, I, I guess I heard they they believe in, in abortion rights. Uh, they're going to put something together. We know that's going nowhere. I just thought it was just hilarious, you know, uh, this last ditch sort of, hey, uh, you know, uh, we, we're the ones who are going to protect constitutional rights and civil rights and blah, 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 and a woman's right to choose. And it's us. And, and what they do is just, you know, the most piss poor half-ass effort at anything. Like these things that they tell us are like forlorn blazes and why we need to be scared of Republicans because they're going to help us. And this is their answer to this, Nando. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, this vote was, a, you know, obviously like a foregone conclusion. I mean, it's it's pretty telling that I didn't even know it was going on before it happened, before I started seeing the news that it was that it happened, you know, um, because the Democrats didn't do anything to make it known that it was happening. You know, they didn't like like what is their plan? What is the plan to um, to reverse? Hold on one second, bro. To, yeah. Just one second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I lit a candle and <laughs> there was like yeah. some papers like uncomfortably no close to it. <laughs> no uh yeah, go ahead. So to go back to the dumb. Sorry. Yeah, no, that that it's just the you know, this vote happened without me even knowing that it was going on, and I'm a pretty have a news consumer like i'm watching i'm paying attention um and then all of a sudden i start seeing tweets like oh well, well they the abortion bill died um and i'm like oh wow i didn't even know what was happening and that's telling because usually if you if you want something to pass you mobilize a campaign around it you make noise about it you engage with grassroots <laughs> organizations you get people out on the streets whatever <laughs> what we got this is what we got okay this is what we got was do you want to hear do you want to zoom yeah. out what we got in the of wake course. of roe v wade uh being overturned by the supreme court we got a uh um a failed vote in the senate but we got a successful vote in the senate to uh protect Supreme Court justices from protesters outside their homes because <laughs> after after the Roe v. Wade uh, news came out, some people went out and protested in front of Kavanaugh's house and in front of Alito's house and whatever, and everyone was horrified that people would dare show up at these people's houses and protest outside their house. Nothing happened, by the way. There was no violence. Nothing happened. There was just protesters outside their homes, and the Democrats who lead, you know, who control the House and Senate, 
immediately, like in record time, like <laughs> passed a bill uh, to like protect Supreme Court justices from from pro protesters in their homes. This is true. Like, look it up. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, the other bill that just sailed through no uh, dissent was forty billion dollars for Ukraine. You know, in in arms, of course, weapon sales. Of course, forty billion dollars. That's like a shit ton of money. You know, like for the Ukrainians. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Again, a country and, that really we have no actual strategic interest in. This is ostensibly, I guess, human rights. I don't know. I don't fucking know what it is. Well, it's it's just, like, even if you do care, like if you care about like Ukrainian lives or whatever, if Ukrainian lives matter, like setting a bunch of fucking like flooding a country with weapons and <laughs> just, just and hoping for the prolong, best. Yeah, it's just like all right. Yeah. We did it. We did our part. Yeah. We got a bunch of guns here. People, you know, like it's, it's working out fine for us. <laughs> you know, like how about yeah. you try it? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's uh, it's great. Um, and that one sailed through this week, and then the mm -hmm. abortion one didn't sail through. And like, I, 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 I just like am shocked at like even uh, the lack of pretending to do something about it from the Democrats. Mm -hmm. Like they don't even like they're not even pretending to have a plan. They're not. You know, they're not like necessarily running on this. You know, they're not. They're just kind of being like, well, that happened. That sucks. So, like, here's the thing that that, that th this is why this exposes this. And not that I'm the bellwether of anything like that. But, like, I see this Roe v. Wade shit. I read as much shit as I can about it. I listen to a couple of podcasts. And my ultimate conclusion is that the court is illegitimate. Right? Like, these people, like, this is super undemocratic. Uh, yeah. These people who are appointed for a lifetime, like, this is illegitimate. This decision is illegitimate. And how I know it's illegitimate is that two-thirds of the country are in favor of the thing that they just overturned. Like, it's yeah. undemocratic. Nobody wants this shit for real. There's a couple of God-botherers, crazy people, who think that, you know, like, they think it's fucked up if sex doesn't have consequences or whatever. You know, yeah. I, I don't even know what they're so mad about. Um, Those yeah. homies are pissed off and literally nobody else. Uh, and everybody is like, nobody's like invested like, yo, they shouldn't get to do it. There are plenty of yeah. people just like, oh, I personally would never get an abortion, you know, which is not the same as nobody should be allowed to do that. Um, and again, you, we don't need to get into the like, there's no merit. There's no merit to this anti-abortion argument. But it's like, I see and read all of this stuff and I'm just like, all right, yeah, the court is kind of illegitimate. And I see no reason why we should honor kind of anything that these people are about uh the dems answer is not that it's like no no the court is great the court is perfect the, the court is capable of doing something this anti-democratic um so what will but you know the answer isn't like wow this shit is bullshit maybe we need to look into you know delegitimizing this entire operation if these homies think they could come in and just basically change the law to land like that. Six dudes uh, and a chick. Uh, you know, five dudes, excuse me, and a chick. Nah, instead their, their answer is like, leave these precious people alone. They're great. The court is great. We're going to pretend on one hand that what they did is fucked up and it's bullshit and it's like, you know, cataclysmic. But on the other hand, it's like, no, 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 these people need protection. It's kind of ridiculous to me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... They 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 love the court because they love, you know, 
the meritocracy. They love like these elite people. Yeah. They, love, they love like, elites. you know, they're like, oh my God, these are like, and like they used to love doing like the kind of thing. It's like, you know, remember when uh, um, Scalia was in the court and he's like this like insane conservative and they're like, <laughs> you know, I may disagree with him, but God damn it, he's a brilliant jurist. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, who are you trying to impress? He's like, a brute. Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, he's a fucking, you know, raging conservative psychopath. You know, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> and they they love doing that kind of thing. And it's, you're right. I mean, the court is, if you think about it, um, it's nine people have, uh, who are appointed for life and just completely outside of any democratic accountability, um, just control, uh, have a huge amount of power in this country. And that's ridiculous. Like that is just anti-democratic. It's fundamentally, like you said, it's just anti-democratic. Like if you believe in democracy, if you believe in, 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 in the people's will being kind of the thing that prevails, uh, something like the Supreme court is completely anti-democratic and, you know, there's ways to have, I mean, you should have a court, you need courts, obviously, um, but there's reforms that can be done to make it more democratic, um, you know, uh, and 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 beyond that, like just the this idea that it has to be <clears throat> these nine people and that there's nothing that can be done. I mean, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that there's, it should be nine people. Like it could be, it could be 10, yeah. it could be 11, it could be like, they could, they could, they could, they could put a, they could put three justices in right now. Like the Democrats could do that. They could do that tomorrow. You know, like, like some of these nominate... lower courts have like 20 people on them, 25 people. Oh, absolutely. It's completely absolutely. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like they could do it. You know, that's, there's nothing in the Supreme in the constitution that says they can't. Um, so again, they, they, you know, if they really wanted to do anything about it and, and, and this is what's so often people like get, um, tied up and try to decide whether the Democrats are stupid and weak or corrupt and uh, evil. And it, the, the reality is that it's all four things. It's all of it. Because, you know, often when something bumps up against a ruling class interest, you know, that is uh, that is proposed by progressives or whatever, the Democrats will like actively go and kill it. Um, but abortion is not like, you know, it's the ruling not class a ruling class interest. No, no. No, they don't get shit. Somebody I mean, they, they don't class needs an abortion. They're not worried about it. No, right. If somebody in the ruling class needs an abortion, they will get the abortion. Like oh, no, even absolutely. if they say, "Yo, you can't do it in America," all right, I'll send somebody to Canada. Yeah, yeah, Mexico, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Like wherever they got yeah. the best abortions, I'll send my person. Yeah. I'll have my mistress or nanny get the abortion, and it's over. Like who gives <laughs> a shit? I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. They don't. This is not an issue that actually affects the ruling class at all. But my my point is though, like, but it's also not an issue where the ruling class has any interest in it at all. So like, the Democrats like don't have you know they don't have their donors like yelling at them being like, you know, so they could you know they could do more. They could do more, but they don't. I mean, they're just they've just like so absorbed their own helplessness and their own loserdom. Like they're such fucking losers. Yeah, um, and I and used to think that. that this was the kind of third rail issue that the base actually gave a fuck about, and that you know, like the like it's actually something that the Democratic Party's base is passionate about. And I was yeah. like, man, like this is like a real bellwether like type of thing, and and I feel like they got to take this type of shit serious because the base, like across the board, is like, bro, like people should have access to abortions. 
But man, I'm starting to think I don't think that shit even matters, bro. Like I, I really don't. Well, <laughs> the sad reality is that um, in the states where Democrats are kind of strong, like in California and New York or whatever, like you know, they're you're still gonna be able to get an abortion. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. so. And I think the base, quote unquote, understands that on some intrinsic level. I mean, I think everyone's like really offended and up in arms by the by the outrage. And they should be like, this is really like this is really like. But, you know, in the in the states where Democrats aren't strong, that's where abortion is going to is going to is going to go away. And um, and, 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 states, I'm, so. and I hate, and I have to fight the instinct myself, Nando, to be like, I mean, isn't this what they want in Arkansas? Like. You know, like, no. except that I mean, that's not this case. Like, there are plenty of people in all Arkansas who will need this and should have it. You know, sometimes, man, I got to fight the urge to just be like, you know, we get the democracy we deserve in a certain, yeah. at a certain point, in my opinion, where it's just like, people are getting what they want, you know, like, and, and it's far be it for me to be like, oh, you shouldn't have that. Like, a lot of times, like, it feels like, you know, like saying red states, like people don't care that people die from guns. They see it as a necessary evil. And like, I don't know what to say about that. Me personally, I loved the completely draconian and just crazy gun laws in New York City. I was like, this is great. Like if you even like you don't even have to use a gun. If you are found to have a gun in New York by the cops, you're going to jail for two years. You know, yeah. Plaxico, little way. It doesn't matter how much money you got. Like, if you have a gun and everybody in New York who might ha illegally obtain one knows this. So, like, if they're carrying one, it's like there's, people are just less likely to be out with a gun. Somebody might have a problem with somebody, go home, go get it, be like, stew over it. All right, I'm still going to go use it. But that's kind of how it has to go. But, like, I'm like, man, that's that's a great fucking thing. Like, I love that. Conversely... People in these other places are just like, nah, like I'm I like that people could like a gun, a shootout can happen at any time. And they're getting what they want. You know, like yeah. the it feels like the vast majority of the citizenry is on board with something like that. You know, and but abortion is just a little bit different <coughs> in the sense that like not getting one for certain people can have such disastrous outcomes. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's just a little bit different, but I, you know, I, I hope people understand what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I get it. I mean, it's it's, but it's true that in, in you know, abortion, like the, the 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 lack of access to abortion. You know, the United States has the highest rate of maternal mortality in in the developed world. Um, like out of any any rich country, uh, the United States is dead last in maternal mortality rate. Um, and a huge reason for that is obviously a lack of general access to healthcare. I mean, right. That's, that's, that's one of the biggest, uh, but abortion is, you know, a big aspect of, of women's healthcare. And, um, especially, you know, especially like if, if a woman's having complications or whatever, like the, the inability to abort, uh, might lead to, might lead to death. So this is going to like, you know, absolutely lead to just another spike in, in, in maternal mortality rate. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that, Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging, 
It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me, I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. For the, I mean, the, 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 the lack of political... The problem in the United States uh, was is that the bums lost. You know, like the line of Lebowski. You probably I don't know if you ever see Lebowski, but the bums uh, lost. Like that they, they, they the bums lost Lebowski. You know, like that <laughs> the, that there was there was this this opening kind of in the 20th century between uh, basically FDR, the New Deal, and and uh, and then Reagan, um, where democracy was more active, politics was more active. People felt that their that their politics actually mattered. Obviously, it coincided, as we talk about all the time, with the with the large and powerful labor movement. But um, once the labor movement was destroyed, politics was kind of destroyed and mass politics was kind of destroyed. So people have internalized that they can't really do much. I mean, like we, we talk, we've talked about this all the time, like, dude, it was two years ago, the largest protest in American history uh, after George Floyd's death. And like literally nothing, nothing happened, happened. Like, backlash <laughs> to defund the police, you know, like nothing just a happened. slogan. Um, and it probably even set that cause back in a way, you know what yeah. I mean? Like in, in, in many real ways, like, um, like the system can so tamp down, um, any sort of dissent and any sort of political, uh, action so effectively and so thoroughly, um, not just from, you know, the media, which we talk about like, a lot, like all the propaganda that we get in every single day, but also just the literal structures of government, you know, are so anti-democratic, whether it's the Supreme Court or the Senate or our presidential system, like other countries are just more democratic, like in other countries, like, I don't know, like in Spain, if you win and the left wins, like they pass all kinds of shit, you know, like <laughs> we won, we get the pass though. Yeah, exactly. We won, we get to pass it, you know, like, and then, and then the other guys win and they pass shit, you know, like, right. but like, but like, that's what it, that's how it works. It's like, so people, that's why people participate because, and people get fired up about it and they actually participate in it because like they have a system in which like when the side, their team wins, they get to pass the shit, you know, like that was always like the big promise of Jeremy Corbyn um, in the UK over even someone like Bernie is that had Corbyn gotten in, he was, like, was going to pass everything, you know, like they were going to pass shit and they were going to implement the shit, you know, whereas it, Bernie would have been hamstrung by like the Senate and Congress. Oh my God, you, uh, it would have been so nasty. He would have been getting it from yeah. all sides. Like y'all yeah. think this cinema and mansion thing is bad. Now Bernie would have got in there. It would have been, he would have just had to just do nothing but uh fucking executive, executive orders. Cause like these people would have been, been 
up his ass, bro. It yeah. would have been insane. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, you watch how ineffectual the Democrats are. It's just sad. It's pathetic. I feel bad for any listeners who we have in red states where these people are going nuts. Um, and, and, you know, already passing legal laws, like the laws, oh, like, yeah. some of the laws were like triggered, you know, they had like this trigger mechanism. That, yeah. Like, as soon as they did it. So, so like they haven't officially overturned or like, this was like a leaked document. So yeah, yeah. Decision, but, like the day it happens, like there's these laws that are like triggered laws that just like immediately go into place. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so whatever, I would encourage people to still follow the Dems and the bullshit that they're doing just to watch them, you know, spin their wheels here. But I do want to move on to this Zee and Chet Hanks interview, right? Uh, I remember in 2019 when he went viral. It's so funny, uh, Nando, because I want to... Were you offended I, as, a, as a Caribbean, uh, as a black Here's, here's the Were thing. Here's, here's the funniest <laughs> thing about that. Here's the funniest thing about that. I remember laughing about it uh, when he did the fake Patois Jamaican Trini accent, whatever he was doing. Um, and people being up in arms about it. As somebody who grew up in a place like Flatbush, Brooklyn, where the like all of the Caribbean diaspora is there. Trinidadians, people from Barbados, Haitians like myself, Jamaicans, you name it, they're there. Um, the sort of language that develops in and around those neighborhoods is a sort of patois of West Indian dialects. Right, like, like it's it's kind it's mostly Jamaican, but it's kind of uh, Trinidadian too, and it's kind of Haitian too, and it's like the the sort of way that people speak incorporates all of this shit, right? And like the idea that I might say Bumba Clock or Brethren or Wawan or whatever, it's not an appropriation. It's just like. Like when you're around yeah. a certain type of people, yeah. you're gonna talk yeah. like them. Yeah. Chet Hanks is not oppressing black people. He's yeah. not performing anti-blackness by making a fool of himself on a yeah. fucking red carpet. It's like, what is wrong with people? And so, you know, it comes back <laughs> around. And you know, just to be clear, this Zeewee chick, uh, uh, she she got she started going viral because of her Instagram interviews with like clueless celebs who were, she was like doing gotcha interviews, wrong footing them about questions pertaining to race and it went viral and whatever, who gives a fuck, right? Like you're wrong footing celebs about race. Like who cares what these people yeah. think? But I think like the Chet Hanks thing, where it's like Chet Hanks could be made the public enemy number one of black people. Because he speaks publicly in Jamaican Patois or a horrified, butchered version of it is like basically everything we get wrong today in the discourse. You know, so on the interview, Nando, we're going to try to splice this thing in um, where she asked him like, oh, like what do people think that what about people that say you're offending, you know, black people yeah. and there's appropriation? He's like, yeah. I don't do you care. Wanna, do you want to apologize to any marginalized communities? He's like, no. He's not, it's like, no, no. And, and in so much as Jamaican people are a group of marginalized people, Chet Hanks's use of fucking, you know, uh, of, of 
Jamaican Patois in his terrible music or in a stupid red carpet interview. Like, that shit ain't got nothing to do with colonialism, fam. Like, this is absurd. <laughs> So you introduced the world to your Jamaican accent on the red carpet of the 2019 Golden Globes. Big up, big up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes, you what's saying? Do you feel like you inspired a generation of boys, white boys particularly, to use, to speak in Patois? I don't know. No. I don't know. I, I think I did kind of make the Patois accent more like, a little more trending, I guess. I think I was like, I mean, like, aside from, like, Jamaican culture itself and yeah. Caribbean culture itself, which is obviously very, you know, vibrant, I was, like, the first person to, like, kind of, like, get in the conversation, like, of just recent times. Can I say some Patois words to you? Tell me what you think. Small up yourself. Huh? You know what small up yourself means in Patois? Uh, smile or Small or up small, yourself. Small up. What, do you oh, even oh, okay. speak Patois? I mean, not really. Not really? I was like the first person to like, kind of like get in the conversation. I just know a couple things, a couple two tree things. Things, oh. you know what I mean? <laughs> couple two tree things. Bumbo <laughs> What does that mean to you? You can't really put it in words. Well, it's, it's, it's beyond. It's words. beyond. It's like the Tao. It's uh, beyond words. You can't put it in. Bombo it, it, it can't be contained. Wow! Wow! It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah, I mean, it. it I like. It's on. 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 On the one hand, like if I put on like my producer brain, like when I used to produce shows, like genius, genius producer decision by Z-Way's showrunner or Z-Way herself uh, to book Chet Hanks, and honestly, cool. Chet Hanks like. Is a good sport. Like honestly, like he's a good sport. I, I, don't, I, I like the guy from watching the interview. Yep, it's totally. Like I think, like if you, I think, like most, no, like most normal people watch that. Like if they're not like kind of super poisoned by internet discourse, like, on Twitter, mm -hmm. yeah, being on Twitter all day. Like a normal human being, like watches that, and like one person comes off as like being aggressive and mean, and the other guy comes off as like chill and like comfortable in his own skin, and and just like. Like trying to have a good time and not not you know not not doing anything too mean or horrible. Like he's just like a dumbass, obviously. Like that's that's very obvious. But he's largely harmless, you know. Like he's just incredibly harmless. Um, like it's like the last thing. Like apologize to marginalized communities. It's like for what, you know? Like this. I've always been kind of um, baffled and. Uh, um, uh, I don't want to say like troubled or whatever, but like kind of perturbed by the, the the speed and and um, thoroughness in which the 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 idea of cultural appropriation as like this incredible uh, crime has taken root in uh, left spaces and even like liberal spaces and and like pretty mainstream even like it's just it's become yeah. pretty mainstream that like this idea of cultural appropriation is like. It's, and it's like like many things that have been warped. It started off like by it started off like in 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 very kind of um, small corners of academia for for like a very specific reason. Like there has to be like some like an actual theft, you know what I mean? Like it's like um, and uh, um, and then it just kind of gets popularized and morphed, and then becoming kind of this totalizing force. Um, like I wonder, like I wonder how like Eminem would be received if he came out today, you know? Mm. Uh, like 
like there's a, there's a degree into which cultural sharing can be like a really good thing, you know, like by the way, and these are the same people who wanted yeah. the other side of their mouth talk about multiculturalism. Yeah. Like it's the same people. It, it's like it's the same. Like, I don't, how can you hold these two things in your head that you want an appreciation for multiple cultures, but Chet Hanks can't try to pull off a Jamaican accent? It's like, but again, I think this, the problem is, is this isn't just annoying white guilt, white people. A lot of it is like the internalization of some of the most racist and terrible vitriolic things that terrible white people have said in the past about black people. Like these people have internalized this shit. And so when they hear Chet Hanks do a bad accent because he's white, it's like making them feel bad. And yeah. it's just, instead of the opposite of just like, no, 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 this guy is an idiot in that moment. Not that he's, you know, fucking Christopher Columbus bringing yellow right. fever to the native americans like this, this this shit ain't the same like like they internalize this shit and to me a lot of these people are just telling on themselves because everything becomes basically is white does whitey view us the right way yeah everything everything about how they feel about themselves their you know their self-identity is like Yo, this is like this guy's embarrassing our culture in front of Whitey. He's mocking our culture. He's doing like, how can this dude mock? How can somebody this ridiculous mock Jamaican culture? And the best part of it is that Jamaican people don't care. That's the yeah. best. That's the part yeah. that it just like that, like blows my mind the most. And I think Chet Hanks. The only reason, like, this is obviously a guy who's spent time hanging out with Jamaicans and think Jamaican culture is cool because, let's face it, it fucking is. Um, yeah. And, like, he's talked to actual Jamaicans, and I can tell he goes into that interview with the confidence being like, no, like, Zee, I've actually talked to Jamaicans, and they yeah, don't hung out give there. a fuck. Yeah. They yeah. don't care. This is not yeah. something that the Dude, everyday... Donald Glover Donald Glover cast him in, in Atlanta and he did the Trinidad, he did like a Trinidad or whatever accent. And, you know, and he's making fun of himself. Like he's clearly making fun of himself. Like he's a good sport about it. You know he's, what I mean? Like, like this isn't a like, thing y'all. Like, but um, at, at one point in the interview, Zue um, mockingly says, you know, cause he, he starts saying like, you know, I wish people could just be like, Hey, we're all like, we're all in this thing. Like we're all Americans. Like, you know, like we should just yeah. like all like, all races and all you know should get together and like you know celebrate each other like he says like something and he obviously he's like a, he's like a dumbass so he says it in like an in <laughs> right, way. right. Is basically like yo we should people people have different we should races stick together should yeah we should get yeah, together we, yeah and and she's like oh so you're you're just like and she's like mocking him and she's like you're just like Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King wanted the same thing. And he's like, yeah, I yeah, absolutely. You know, but like that scene is ridiculous, right? In certain oh, like, my God. spaces and in, in, in like liberal media, um, it's taken as a fact that like just that idea that we're all, you know, we share something that we, we share some connectivity that you can celebrate difference, but also celebrate the fact that we share a lot of things like as humans is, you know, a human project that there is a sort of, um, you know, shared uh, pain and misery that all humans suffer just for being human, you know, and, and that we all want to, we all broadly want the same things in, in, in a certain way. And, 
you know, and try to build those links of solidarity between different cultures and races instead of celebrating the differences between them. Like we should, we should, we should celebrate each other and like, oh wow, like that that this is amazing. Like you go to anywhere and be like, shit, your music is awesome, your food is incredible, your uh dancing is in like banana, whatever, you know, like and that should be great. But then we can also recognize that we're all part of the same human race or whatever. Like that's a kind of totally banal thing to say. Um and totally it should be uh pretty standard and and was you know i mean i know people like misappropriate a lot of what martin luther king says but like he did say that shit all the time i mean he was also very yeah. radical and very but like uh, but but he did have these kind of like uni broad universalist notions yeah, about and building like and Chet hanks wasn't mimic he wasn't belittling this shit it was obvious that he admires this shit and right. thought it was cool that was the part that i think is hilarious and you know i know this movie gets killed on this program all the time but like that people are more offended that, at chet hanks than black panther is like basically all you need to know about everything like that people eat up black panther and how condescending that fucking shit is and how like stupid it all is um and that they love it they eat it up and don't find it to be offensive like really this the pander a fake ass nation in africa of geniuses and all of this fucking dumb shit and chet hanks drives them up a wall it's like this is this is all you need to know bro like and this is why the the quote-unquote discourse is is obtuse and just stupid yeah yeah, team. I hate to say this, but I mean, I like because I mean, he's a fucking idiot. Like, obviously, he's just like a dumbass. But like, he's so harmless that he's clearly like, he's clearly just like trying to have a good time, and he's and he's clearly like doesn't want to like hurt anyone, and he's just trying to like, you know, like. Check Hanks. Next time you're in L.A., call me, man. Let's get together. Let's. let's well, some, you know, he has some a, drinks he has Venice, but Nando. He has a personal training business. I think we should sign up and do personal training lessons with uh, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Anyway, man, that's our show for today. I would encourage everybody to go watch that Zwee interview on Showtime. It's pretty good. Uh, it was fun, um, even if, if a little bit tone deaf. Uh, but go check that out. Make sure you become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings. Uh, check out everything else we got going on in the network. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out.